Hey there, I'm your host, Stephanie Lugo, and welcome to the Market Authority Show. If you have found your way here, you are a real estate pro who's ready to transition from chasing leads to getting dream clients to chase you. This podcast is where you will learn modern real estate tactics to attract, connect, and scale so you can get paid consistently, connect with dream clients, and keep your sanity. Let's get to it. the Market Authority Show, Stephanie Lugo, your host here, and I am joined by Aaron Lacey, who is a psychology-driven digital marketing coach and speaker. He helps real estate teams, agents, and mortgage professionals go from good to great by uncovering blind spots in their businesses and implementing innovative systems in the areas of brand development, lead generation, CRM, and social media. He is an Inman ambassador, Inman contributing author. Hey, ditto, my friend. Podcast co-host, one of a small handful of NAR certified technology instructors in the country as part of my home, the coaching division of the Williston Financial Group family of companies. Aaron consults with some of the top agents, teams, and brokerages in the country. And we're so lucky to have him here on the pod. Aaron, thanks for joining me today. Oh my gosh, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. That's quite the intro. I guess that's what I wrote up. But uh, anyway, to hear that said um, is 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 pretty neat. And also I go, man, I'm not that special. But thanks, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. I don't know. I saw that and I was like, there's the intro. I'm not even going to change anything. I love it. You didn't change it. anything. Yeah. <laughs> I want to start today um, with how marketing has changed in 2023 what are you seeing today and where are we missing the mark as an industry given where the market is these days yeah you know i think that's a great question and you know looking back at where we've come from i think we have to look back at you know what market where marketing came from and once upon a time real estate agents were marketing properties in themselves and while that's still the case right you know, the, the game has changed from a value standpoint. Uh, I think marketing now is less about us and it's more about the needs of our audience, right? Who are we working with and how can we bring value to them consistently in a way that makes sense to them? How can we show them that, you know, we are providing solutions to their challenges, their needs, their pain points. So it's less about us, you know, the real estate professional and more about well, what are the specific needs, challenges, pain points, issues, aspirations of my audience? And how can I help them accomplish those things in the shortest amount of time with the least amount of headache? Yeah, absolutely. Tell me, tell me a little bit more about that. So in terms yeah. of in terms of moving away from just facilitating like properties, what yeah. does that look like instead? Yeah. So I think, you know, we we have to do the core fundamentals of our of our business, you know, as a real estate professional, I, I'm throwing myself in there because, you know, I've been licensed for almost 20 years. I have my broker's license in Arizona. Um, it's active while I don't engage in real estate. I keep it active so that I can continue to stay involved with what are the challenges? What are, you know, what are agents seeing on a regular basis? Um, I think other than, you know, the, the obvious things with marketing properties, you know, I think from a marketing standpoint, you know, are we utilizing social media, not just to show our successes, but to show how we're overcoming challenges, right? Are we utilizing that to storytell? Uh, you know, I just uh, I just did a uh, an, an Instagram Reels training session for 
a brokerage in uh, Orange County uh, earlier today. And I got into Glenda Baker's uh, Instagram account. And, you know, what's interesting is, is the way that she's marking herself and positioning herself is really somebody that is just a human being that's likable, that's obviously knowledgeable and has a lot of experience, but somebody that you can trust because she's incredibly transparent with the information that she shares with the, with her ability to, to share these anecdotes and these stories of, you know, her experiences in real estate. And she's found a lot of success from that. And, you know, I took this, this group of people through not just looking at her most recent real videos, but looking at where she started, you know, and she started really, she got serious into it just a couple of years ago. And, you know, she, she started with, and, and probably she started in the way that a lot of us start. And that's, you know, we build up the courage to, to share something related to something we offer or a property, or we're going to you know, talk about an open house or a new listing, but ultimately where she went, she was nervous when she started and she was, you know, uh, unsure of herself and didn't speak with much confidence and conviction, but fast forward two years later, and now you're seeing somebody that has really exercised the muscle of being comfortable in front of the camera and understanding her audience and understanding what they want to hear about, what their needs and challenges are. And so she's sharing stories that are really valuable to them. You know, she's answering questions that buyers and sellers have had. Uh, she's talking about different experiences in a transaction that would cause somebody that, that listens to that or watches that to feel like they're more informed, they're more educated. I mean, ultimately she's leaving people feeling better about their experience consuming your content than before they watch that video. So if we can improve people's worlds, whether it's through a marketing piece, a video, a social media post, what have you, I think we've been successful at marketing, uh, you know, at, at kind of its basic level. Yeah. I, I love that um, reference. She's been on the podcast before. She's, oh, sweet. Show. she's super cool. And um, one thing that I agree that she's done really well of that I think we can all learn a lesson from is moving away from looking for like the right now opportunities because she, she, she's never really in her content. If you like look back at it to your point, it's never about like, Oh, here's, you know, here's the, the 10 reasons why you should buy right now. She's more so like relating to the experiences that people might be having, whether they're looking to purchase today or whether they're trying to compare that transaction from this year to 10 years ago. And I think that there's so much value in storytelling because it allows you to be relevant far beyond the sale, which I would argue today is one of the, like the bigger challenges that real estate agents almost unknowingly put themselves in. Would you agree? Yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely agree. And I think, you know, if we look at the decision making aspects of, the, of human beings in general, right? The psychology of making a decision and, you know, it's, are we making decisions based on you know features and benefits or the logical side of our brain or the emotional side and we all know that features and benefits are important but ultimately ultimately when it comes to making a decision people are going with their gut they're going with instinct they're going with emotion and and so to tap into people's emotion we have to move away from the features and benefits we have to move away from mentioning you know talking about well you know I'm the biggest the best the this the top the, you know, here's the program, here's the this, but that's not telling me 
what my experience is going to be like when I engage with you, when I engage with whatever your listing program is or your buyer program, tell me what that looks like, but tell me a specific story in which somebody utilized your service and achieved success or overcame an obstacle or, you know, whatever that looks like. Tell me that because that's relatable. You know what I mean? The features and benefits aren't relatable. The experience absolutely is. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. So where is one to start? Say you're speaking to an agent who's had it and they've ghosted their Instagram audience for the last couple of months because they just can't make it feel good anymore. Where do yeah. they start if they want to pivot into this style of marketing? Yeah, I think understanding the concept and the art of storytelling, you know, that there's, uh, there, there's a beginning, a middle and an end. And, and just understanding the layout of a story, like, you know, I think there are some people that are kind of naturally good storytellers and there's others that have to work a little harder at it. But, you know, I identify who's doing this well and, and break it down. What's the composition of their story? How do they start off? Are they starting off by saying, hi, you know, I'm Aaron Lacey with XYZ Realty and I'm going to tell you a story or do they just get right into it. You know, do they, do they hook you? They grab you right out of the gate. And I would say, grab me, grab me right out of the gate, like a good show, like a good book. Right. Um, and then take me on a journey. I want you to share, you know, you know, what, what the challenge was, right. There's always some sort of challenge that's overcome an obstacle that's overcome. That's, that's what makes a good story. So what's the challenge? What's the obstacle that can be overcome? And then what's the conclusion at the end? And I would say for somebody that's, you know, again, there's their social media, they're kind of, they're burnt on social. Maybe they went hard at it. They, they've taken a step back from it. Uh, they know that it's something they should be doing. They just aren't doing it. I would say, you know what? Challenge yourself to become a good storyteller, but challenge yourself to maybe share one story a week, one story that you tell a client, one story you tell a good friend about something that's real estate related or not. I don't even care if it's real estate related. Tell me a story about what your child is going through. Tell me a story about how you're feeling. Tell me a story about anything that's causing some sort of emotional response within you, right? It doesn't even have to be real estate related. Just tell me the story of that. Show me that you're human. Show me that, you know, that you're somebody that I can relate to. And, and I, I think once you can overcome the resistance of knowing that, well, I'm going to put this out there and this isn't who I am, but I'm going to do it anyway because I know that I'm going to grow from this, right? And and that through that growth, you're going to grow in all aspects of your life. It's not just going to be your real estate business. It's going to be your relationships. It's going to be personally, professionally. Uh, know that there's so much benefit to you on the other side of pushing through that, that resistance, that adversity, that discomfort, and if you can do that consistently, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, it's going to quadruple your business, but it could. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it'll be a lot more fun than just like dialing and doing so. hours and hours of open houses a little bit. Where are you seeing that form of marketing and content performing the best right now? Yeah, I mean, I'm still seeing, you know, you know, if we look at the major social platforms, I'm seeing Reels obviously is a is a still a huge opportunity. You know, I mean, when before Instagram launched Reels, right? They had Stories, mm -hmm. and I mean, gosh, if that doesn't tell you what they're looking for in the platform, I don't know what does, right? And so, you know, these stories were supposed to be the stories of our lives, right? These moments 
right? That we're experiencing in the moment, right? That's why they expire after 24 hours. And, um, and I think, you know, along came TikTok, who basically took the stories to the next level with this bite-sized content that really appealed to a lot of us. It was easily digestible, uh, you know, and it, and it was, it's also a little addicting, right? It's, uh, we're, we're getting some, you know, it, it's tapping into the, the neurological aspect of us to keep us hooked, right? With those dopamine hits. And, um, but, you know, people love it. People love just to, just to kind of be a fly on the wall in people's lives, to be entertained, to be educated, or even both at the same time. Um, but I think when Instagram launched Reels several years ago, you know, it really tapped into this existing audience, this existing user base that had come over from Facebook that comprised, you know, a demographic of people that are transacting. And that would still be my primary platform would be Instagram. I'd be using Reels. I'd be sharing at least one Reel a week, if not multiple Reels a week, where I was talking not about the market, but the story of the market and what others are doing as a result of what the market is doing. Cause we can't control the market, but we can control our, what our thoughts and our behaviors. And so what are the behaviors that I'm advising others to take, right? What are the actions I'm advising them to take? What are other, what are other people doing? Well, what are they not doing? Well, those would be the stories I would share, you know, that are kind of educational. Um, and then I, infuse some enter entertaining stuff in there because you know frankly why are people on social media they're on it really to be entertained right i'm not trying to level up my real estate knowledge in scottsdale you know <laughs> by being on instagram i'm i'm procrastinating you know yeah. what i mean and but if i come across a reel a video that that it, it just seems like it, it you know it's got a ton of value for me but it also kind of entertained me and i walk away going, I like that. Who was that? I'm going to give them a follow. I think that's where we're successful. So, um, and then just to, just to finish the answer to that, you know, from a future proof standpoint, I'd probably take that reel and share that on TikTok as well. Mm -hmm. And then if I have the time, if I have the know-how, you know, obviously we want to make sure anything we post to Instagram goes to Facebook. I might also take that reel and share it on LinkedIn, or I might share it on my Google business profile. Mm -hmm. So just getting as much leverage from every piece of content you make so that you're not just like on the content treadmill. I think so. Yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, it, it, and it depends on, you know, there's levels to all this, right? So if yeah. we're at level one, I'm doing a weekly reel and I'm getting as much, as many eyeballs as I can on that. I'm going to post that to as many locations as I can. And I think, excuse me, I think, you know, level two to this, um, you know, I think, you know, maybe I'm posting one thing in one platform, but I might do a variation on another platform. I might be specific to the platform, right? Uh, because if I end up posting the same thing to all the platforms, now what's the incentive for someone to follow me on multiple platforms? If they're seeing duplicate content everywhere, they're going to go, wait a minute, I don't really need to pay attention to Aaron on Facebook or LinkedIn, if he's posting all this stuff to Instagram, and if they scroll past me on those other platforms, now the the algorithm's going to pick up on that, and I'm going to now alienate myself to that person on those other platforms because they're just scrolling by my posts. And so, if you throw some variations to your content in the other platforms, that's a way to kind of level up, uh, you know, what you're doing. I would say the third level up would be how frequent can we get with our content. How consistent can we get? 
And then how creative can we get with our stories, with maybe incorporating other people into our content? Um, maybe our editing, we start having fun with that. And we just experiment and we just, we just go, you know what? I've got nothing to lose. I've got everything to gain. Let me, let me, let me dive into this. Let me time block some time into knocking this stuff out every week. And let me prioritize this in a way that it should be, because this is something that, I mean, again, it's a platform where potentially 90% of our business is spending an hour and a half, two hours a day on, on average. Mm -hmm. I, why shouldn't I be that person that's sharing my story there, sharing my advice there versus somebody else versus one of my competitors who's getting my people's attention? Yeah. Can you share um, a really specific example of a story that an agent might start with or just, just an example that you've seen recently done well? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we're all filled with stories, right? We're all filled with stories. It's just, when do they come out? When do we feel comfortable sharing those stories? And usually it's maybe over a, a glass of wine with a close friend. Mm -hmm. um, how do we start treating Instagram as if it's a close friend? How do we develop the level of comfort with Instagram and the camera specifically that we get when we have a glass of wine, we're sitting with our close friends. So a specific, you know, a specific story I might share would be, you know what, you just got off the phone with, with your buyer and the buyer said, you know what, Aaron, or you know what, Stephanie, I think we're going to hold off on buying right now. And here's the reason. And then here's what I said as a response to that. Here was my advice. Here was my guidance. That's a great first story. That's a great first or getting back into re-engaging with, with Instagram or Reels. Uh, that's a great you know, initial type of piece of content that you could share would be sharing how you've guided, advised somebody that you've recently spoken with, whether it was on the phone, in person, over email, text message. What's the scenario? What was your advice? What was their question? What was your advice? Was it a buyer? Was it a seller? First time home buyer? Someone looking to relocate? I don't care. But what was the scenario and, and what did you say? I think that's a great type of content. And I think it could be valuable to a lot of people. Um, I think most of us just hesitant to share it for whatever reason. And I think we need to do it a little more frequently. What do you say to the realtor who hears that and they say, okay, that would be great, but how does that actually help me generate leads? Yeah, I think, you know, that's a great question. And, you know, attribution, right? In the world of advertising, attribution is a hard thing to measure. It's what all these advertisers try to figure out is, you know, did that billboard, did that post, did that lead to a closed transaction, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but at the end of the day, you still see Coca-Cola billboards on the side of the freeway that just have, you know, a, a polar bear drinking a Coke, right? There's no call to action. There's no sign up for my newsletter. There's no find out, you know, what your, your home is worth. Um, so I think a couple of things. I think one is, you know, we want to tap into people's reticular activation system. We want to be seen everywhere because the concept of you, the real estate agent, being seen in multiple places, in multiple ways, multiple you know mediums, is directly attributable to you being successful, right? And that's important. That's important to be seen as being successful because that means that you're going to create success for me if I engage with you. So I think you know it's hard to attribute some of these efforts, but if we can, again, put ourselves out in a valuable way in as many places as possible, 
that can lead to more transactions. Now, again, hard to hard to quantify. If we want to start quantifying, we can even look at, again, we can go back to uh, Glenda Baker. She launched an email newsletter to try to, you know, really quantify some opportunity from her Instagram. Now, I know she also, when she engages with people and they look to work with her, she asked how they found out about her. What was the kind of the catalyst for them reaching out to her? And oftentimes it's Instagram, but she's also looking to move people away from social media and into kind of an ecosystem that she controls that is not dependent on this other platform. And that would be getting opt-ins, getting people to sign up for an email list, right? Because you now have full control of that. And if something happens to your Instagram account, you're not going to lose that audience, right? Um, I think that's I think that's one way. I think, again, what I mentioned prior to that, the branding, just getting yourself out there, being transparent consistently, um, I think is you know, hard to measure, but there's definitely benefit to that. Um, and just, you know, occupying mindshare, um, you know, moving yourself into a little more of a, a role of an authority, you know, a thought leader, if you will. Um, but you can also have tangible things. You know, I've got an agent that every week he does, uh, you know, test my real estate uh, IQ or test your real estate IQ. And he posts, you know, questions about the real estate market or the community, and he gets people to respond to those. And, you know, when he first launched that three or four years ago, I think he had 10 people that responded to his little multiple choice, you know, Instagram story questions. Now he's got hundreds. Um, and, you know, he's, you know, and he's seen a direct correlation to creating that engagement on social media and closings for him. Oh, I love that. Why do you think so much of this changed in the last year? Because for me, I've seen this change drastically in the last 12 months or so. Yeah. Hey, it's Stephanie. We know that you love tuning into the show each week, and I appreciate your continued support. Now we have a fun opportunity for you to get even more involved with the Market Authority community. How would you like to have your thoughts and opinions featured right here on the show? It's simple. Just leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Here's the deal. Every week, we will pick one lucky listener's review, and we'll read it right here on the pod. That's right. Your insights, questions, and feedback could become a part of the show. So take a moment to leave a review, and who knows? You might hear your name and your thoughts discussed on our next episode. We can't wait to hear from you. Your reviews mean the world to me, and they help me know if I'm on track with the content that we're creating for you. Plus, your reviews help other realtors find this podcast. And we know that sharing is caring, right? Keep those reviews coming and remember to stay tuned for more expert insights and tips. Thanks for being a part of our journey. Now back to the show. Uh, you know, I think, I think there's a, a lot of different reasons. Um, I, I think, you know, potentially we're being over inundated with, with information. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think, you know, as, as human beings, when in our 50,000 generation existence, right? Have you, have we ever been inundated with so much information to analyze and process than, than now, right? Never, you know? And so here we are, you know, the average American adult spending two hours a day on social media alone, the average, you know, teen is spending five plus hours on social. We're just 
consuming so much information. We're being, you know, marketed to, messaged to, advertised to so frequently and with so much magnitude that a lot of this information just turns into noise. <laughs> Things just start looking the same. They start sounding the same. We become numb almost to this information. You know, it is we, we become jaded to like, you know, someone being able to do 10 backflips off a trampoline. We go, that's great. Next. You know, and I even feel myself doing that as well. I go, man, once upon a time, people would have traveled thousands of miles to see somebody do that many flips on a trampoline. You know, but now I barely give that two seconds. So I think. You know, there's so much noise in our news feeds. And when I say news feed, I'm not talking just social media. I mean, you know, social media, email, um, the news feeds of our lives, mm -hmm. right? Uh, the news feeds in our messaging systems, text message. A lot of us are using other messaging platforms to communicate in groups with friends and family. And there's just so much to, to really consume and digest and make sense of that. I think it's we're overloaded. And I think that's the reason why some of us are, you know, starting to pay attention to other things. We're starting to pull away. I'm seeing more dopamine detox. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing people wanting to move away from constant technology consumption. They're putting their phones down more. And I think it's overall a good thing. Um, I think, you know, it's going to cause people to be a little more intentional with what they're consuming, when they're consuming it. And I think it's going to force us to be more intentional with the value we're providing. No longer is it good enough for us to just put information in people's news feeds and think that that's going to work. We need to get deeper. We need to not just understand how to, you know, that we need to post. It's not about just posting daily or weekly. It's what, you know, what are we posting? What are we saying? How are people interpreting that? And then looking at the insights and going, are people paying attention to what I'm sharing? If they're not, why not? And, you know, doing some evaluation there and looking outside of ourselves, I think turning to coaches, um, you know, to get advice, to get just ideas sometimes, you know, is it can be incredibly helpful. But I, again, I think it's just all the noise. Um, I, I think there was a, I saw a study recently that said that we're being inundated with over 3000 marketing messages every single day. Mm -hmm. And I thought, man, that seems high, but you know, based on all the information we're consuming through technology and elsewhere, it seems like it might be realistic. So how are we breaking through that noise with whatever the information is we're looking to share and get attention for? We were talking a little bit before we hit record and you were touching on how leadership plugs into that. And I feel like that's really natural segue as a part of that conversation. Can you share a little bit about how you think leadership equals into that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, for us, there's, and I'm, again, when I say us, I mean, you know, as a, as somebody that's putting themselves in the shoes of a real estate practitioner, right? Real estate agent. Um, you know, we feel like we're almost a commodity. Um, and, and in a lot of ways we've been commoditized this industry, right? There's what 1.8 million, you know, real estate agents in the United States, I think 1.3 to 1.5 members of NAR, uh, you know, there are, I, I think in, 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 you know, I work in multiple markets of the country, but you know, one out of every 50 people that, that, you know, is, is licensed. So there's a lot of real estate, there's a lot of options. Mm -hmm. um, and, 
And I think the barrier to entry is really low, right? It's, it's not difficult to get a real estate license and go sell a million dollar home, right? We can, I can do that in 10 days. In fact, I get licensed in 10 days in some states and I can start selling immediately. So I think for us, sometimes we don't see ourselves because the barrier to entry was so low. We don't see ourselves truly as somebody that is a leader, that's an authority, that's uh, an advisor, that's a consultant in this space. We see ourselves as just a, a facilitator, just a, you know, somebody that's more of a, um, you know, just a, a, a needed person to, to get somebody from point A to point B. While that's still the case, I think we need to stop for a moment and look at the value and importance of what we're doing, right? And, and you know, we've all talked about, well, the real estate transaction is the most valuable, you know, purchase sale uh, from a financial standpoint, most people will have in their lifetime. Uh, we know that, you know, selling and buying is not necessarily a logical thing. It's an emotional thing. It's a lifestyle thing. It's, you know, uh, people have a hard time selling because of emotional reasons, not necessarily logical reasons oftentimes. And so I think though for us, we need to look at other professions that have really embraced the space of professionalism, of leadership, and look at what they're doing. And I, you know, and I know that the barrier to entry to become a doctor is more than the 90 hours that some states require to become a real estate practitioner. But yeah, but does it mean that we shouldn't take ourselves and our roles as seriously as a doctor? And I think we should. You know, I know we're not dealing with life or death sometimes like doctors, but to our clients, it can feel like life or death. It can be more emotionally overwhelming for them than surgery, right? Um, and so, you know, what I would say is if we're truly embracing this role, then we need to embrace the leadership that comes along with this role that causes us to really look at ourselves as these guides, right? These consultants, these advisors. And, and with any role where you're in an advisement standpoint, whether you're a financial advisor, a CPA, a family doctor, um, you know, along with that role comes responsibilities and it comes consistent interaction engagement with educating people, educating your people, your clients, your sphere, your network, your database on a regular basis, because that's what, that's what you should be doing, right? You're, you're the, you're the specialist in the real estate space. Keep them up to date with what's happening with real estate and, and, you know, the, the, the lifestyle and community around real estate um, as frequently as a family practitioner would keep them up to date with what's happening in the world of, of health or their financial advisor would, would let them know how their portfolio is performing and that maybe they needed to buy or sell, right? Or that their CPA, uh, you know, got wind of some new tax law and, and decided to send out an email or a video to their their clients or their people saying, hey, you should be aware of what's happening. Uh, this is going to affect you. I think agents need to operate with that same level, you know, of, of care. I love that so much. I don't tell the story often, but I've always had that perspective. And when it really kind of hit home for me was I was sitting across from like an ideal client, dream client who found us on Instagram. And this was way back in like 2017, I think. And 
we're talking about their first home purchase at the time we were really heavy on first time home buyers. And they asked the question like, well, is it really a good time to buy right now? And that was in 2017, but they were saying, you know, is this a really good thing? You know, we, we want to make sure that we're intentional about this purchase because we don't want there to be another recession and like a wave of foreclosures and be caught up in that. And I immediately was brought back to 2007, 2008, and my family was foreclosed on. And in my most formative, like high school years, we had to, like, we were swept up in that. And my parents, it took them years to financially recover from that. And it impacted every phase of my life ever since then. And it was such a part of who I am that I never really clicked and associated that with like the passion and drive that we have in real estate. But Bryce and I have always kind of brought that energy to the table of like, this is not just a transaction. This is a really big deal. And that has helped us stay in touch with our clients far beyond the sale. Right. So like continuing to check in with them, offering ourselves as a resource if like the oven breaks or if they have a leak. And one thing that we made a habit of over time was, and this is just an example of how like that manifests in, in an actual client journey is we get these crazy monsoon storms here in Phoenix, right? And so we kind of made it a habit of anytime there would be a huge microburst or a monsoon storm that's ripping trees out of the ground and, you know, throwing people's roofs off their homes, we'd make it a, a point to check in with them and just send them a text. Hey, do you need a, do you need a roofer? How are things going? Like are you guys, are you guys hanging in there? And it really helped us establish those long-term relationships and become a resource to where not only people knew we were in real estate, but they felt comfortable coming to us over and over again until inevitably we were right in front of them when it was time for them to sell again or refer us. And it's just such a different way of doing business when you talk to a lot of other agents who are like, they're like, oh man, I haven't spoken to those clients for three years. How, where did the time go? How did I let that happen? It's not that they're being forgetful, but it's just that they weren't really meeting. They weren't really rising to that level of an occasion with that energy or with that foresight. They're just kind of going transactionally, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I always think, you know, in the same way that your family doctor may reach out and say, you know what? I don't know if any of the kids, you know, have gotten strep throat, but there's something moving through. And by the way, here's a couple of different products that you may want to purchase in anticipation of that happening so that you're not caught off guard. What can we do that kind of mimics that proactiveness as real estate professionals? And, you know, and why aren't we doing more of that? Is it because we don't have the right systems in place for performing that outreach? Because, you know, I'd argue that, you know, we can pick up a phone and we can make phone calls and just say, um, you know, and deliver that message? Is it because we think it won't be well received? And I think you'd be surprised in the same way that your doctor reaching out to you, you would be excited to go, you go, wow, you're taking the time to, to tell me about something like this. Okay. That's amazing. I feel so good about you. And not only that, but I'm going to think about you more and I'm going to probably tell more people about you because I know that that's the experience they're going to get from you, right? The experience that I just got. So, you know, and, and i I've been in that real estate space. I've been that agent that went from transaction to transaction. And, and I was hard on myself, right? I thought, you know what? You know, I was like that pianist that knew every time I made a mistake, but the audience never knew. And I was that way. I was way too critical, way too hard on myself working with clients, you know, once upon a time. And I felt like 
because I knew I had made mistakes that they also saw those mistakes. But you know what? They didn't. That was just me being oversensitive with myself, critical of myself. But at the end of the day, I knew that most, if not all my clients wanted to stay in touch with me. They wanted me to stay in touch with them, right? In this authentic way, Stephanie, like you just mentioned that you and Bryce do, you know, where you are showing that you're truly thinking about them, that you truly care. Now, even if you're using a CRM to, to, to kind of, you know, remind you that you need to be thinking about them, that's fine. Uh, because, you know, we can't manage, you know, after a certain number of relationships, it's hard to manage all those just by, by thinking about them constantly. We need to use systems. But at the end of the day, there's no reason we shouldn't be reaching out uh, for a real estate need, advice, are sharing our perspective um, or or any other reason that might be personal in nature. And I think if we did a better job of that, you know, we would generate a lot more business from our from referrals. And I think we'd also probably never have to lead generate ever again. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So I want to be a good steward of your time, Aaron. I could have this Absolutely. conversation for hours. I feel like for sure. Let's let's leave the conversation with a tip. Like, what is one tip or something actionable that a listener today, dear listeners of the Market Authority Show, could take <laughs> and implement into their business to start moving towards that direction? Yeah, you know, the one tip would be, you guys, let's get out of our own way, um, and we're all experiencing something that's causing us not to move forward with something that's that we're resisting. And when we experience resistance, usually it's because we know how important that thing is. So if the resistance is staying in touch with your people, then what I'd recommend for you to do is pick up the phone and stumble through some conversations until you get to the point where you go, you know what? This isn't as bad as I thought it was. And man, people actually like to hear from me. So what I would say is if you want something really tangible, picture yourself in the role of a financial advisor who is once a year, here we are in the fourth quarter of 2023, and I'm a financial advisor and I'm managing the portfolios of multiple clients. And I am simply going to send them just an update on how their portfolio is performing and find out if anything's changed in their financial world that I need to be aware of. Can I mimic that as a real estate professional? Absolutely. Could I send all my people that own a home a CMA? And could I say, hey, here we are in the fourth quarter. Here's an estimate of your home's value right now based on what I'm aware of uh, with regards to your home. And of course, if you've made any improvements to it since that I'm not aware of, you know, definitely let me know. But here's where you stand financially with regards to this asset, your home. And, you know, if you've got any questions for me or you made any changes or you're looking to make any changes, just let me know. I'm here for you. I would say that would be one phenomenal thing that they could do. I call that the CMA a day strategy. You could call it the 10 CMAs a day strategy. You could use the MLS. You could use RPR, cloud CMA. I don't care, right? You could use Top App, but get value in front of your people, show them you're thinking about them, show them you care about them. And I'm going to tell you that the law of reciprocity will kick in and those people will absolutely reciprocate. And the more personalized you can make your outreach to them 
their needs and putting yourself out there where maybe you utilize bomb bomb record a quick personal video to them and incorporate that into the email that has the cma i think you're going to find the roi attached to that is substantial oh man aaron okay you guys it has been handed down from the guy himself. That is your task this week. If you're listening to this, I love that idea. Thank you so much for sharing. For, for those who want to take the conversation further or connect with you one-on-one, -on -one, where can they find you? Yeah, connect with me at Aaron Zonin on Instagram, or you can go to AaronLacy.com. Uh, so, you know, I am a, as Stephanie mentioned, a psychology-driven digital marketing coach for real estate. My company, my home is the sister company of WFG National Title. Um, you know, I'm a paid gun, but there's no cost to connecting with me. And so I'd love to have a conversation with you about what you're doing in your business, uh, what you'd like to do, what some of your challenges are. And, you know, I've gotten to look under the hood of over 12,000 agents' businesses in the last uh, almost 12 years. And I can tell you, um, there's definitely some things that I can bring to your world uh, so definitely connect with me again, AaronLacy.com or on Instagram, Aaron Zonin, because I'm a native Arizonan. So Aaron plus Zonin. Uh, and again, Stephanie, thank you so much for having me. Appreciate being on. Hey, the pleasure is all mine. And I want to acknowledge you for being so giving and generous with your ideas and your tips and strategies. You and I were recently at an event where we were speaking together on ChatGPT. And Bryce and I were talking about it later and we were like, man, it's been a while since we've seen someone share that tactical of advice. So not only are you like sharing stories and examples and context, that's really important. You're also going a, a step deeper and actually sharing specifics on how it happens in action. So I want to acknowledge you for that. The industry is looking to have people like you. My pleasure. And likewise, same to you. I mean, I think what you and I both have in common is that we're not just helping agents create opportunities in their business, but we understand what they're going through because we've been there, you know, and it's, it's one thing to coach from a perspective of, well, I think this stuff is going to work and it's another to have lived it. And um, so that's, uh, again, I really respect that in you as well. So thanks so much. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for joining us today. Pleasure. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to themarketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.